Shalom Aleichem, my Rabbi said, we're going to be learning today the halachas of Sechiris Pailim B'Shabbos. We'll be learning it for a few weeks, but today we'll start. We'll start with a Sechiris Now, just as a basic introduction, there are three types of, of Pailim, three categories of workers for that is negated the halachas of Shabbos, of Amir Laakum, working for a Yid, and the most chamur of them is a scheryayim. A scheryayim means he's a day laborer and he gets paid for his time. The most basic version of a scheryayim is if someone has um, a cleaning lady who comes to their house and you pay them per hour, X amount of hours, they get paid for each hour times whatever you said you'll pay her per hour. So they can't do malachas for you. And that's called a scheryayim. When you hire a... Uh, a day laborer to shovel your 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 steps when it snows, that's a scheriyayim. Now, when you have a worker that gets paid a salary, so that gets a little confusing. Is the salary, is that a scheriyayim or is that not a scheriyayim? Is that a day laborer, you're paying per hour or not? Now, even though you don't pay at the end of the day for the amount of hours you worked, the the the, the for the amount of hours that the worker worked, if the salary really just means 40 hours, 30 hours, 20 hours a week, whatever it is, and then at the end of the week you pay them, or X amount of hours per month, and then at the end of the month you pay them based on the hours. And if it's less hours, then they get paid less. And if it's more hours, then maybe they get overtime, one and a half, whatever it is. But essentially they clock in, they clock out. You know, Back in the day, they you know you used to punch in, and now you could, every time you log on to a computer, it could count how much time you're working so even though we call it a salary because you get the same amount of money each week and each month but if it's based on that you have to put in the 25 hours a week or a month and if you don't put it in you don't get paid the full salary then essentially you're a you're a day a day laborer the the halach is very clear and the uh Sharetzian, in simulation base, Sifkat and Yates, Ois Yates, says this clearly, that a Shiryayim, a day laborer, is working a daita de Yisrael. He's working for the Yisrael, he's not working a daita de Nafshei. We have different concepts in Chazal, when a, 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 a Gentile, or when any worker is working, is he considered to be working for himself, to earn money, or is he working for the Yisrael? Now, why is a day laborer considered working to Yisrael? Because he's considered working for the Yisrael, it becomes very chamer. And we'll just go through some of those halakhas, and then we'll try to explain why it's like that. But if you refer to the Gemara on Kuf Chafalaf and Shabbos, the Gemara says very clearly that if a cotton Shabbat Lichva, it's a cotton, your child comes to put out a fire in your house, in your field, in Shaymin Light. You're not to let him do it. You have to stop him. You have to be meicha, even though you didn't tell him to do it. But if he's coming to put out a fire, you have to stop him. So the Gemara says, why do you have to stop him? Maybe it's telling him the din. This is a kuf chafalaf and Shabbos. Maybe the halacha is that if he's coming to eat trefers, you have to stop him, which is a separate shayla. It's in other parts of Shas. So the Gemara says, He's doing it ledas of ledas of means he's doing it because he thinks the father wants him to do it. 
And because he thinks the father wants him to do it, he's doing it for the father, you have to stop him. Why do you have to stop him? Because a katan that does things, a dieted that they throw, the, the aviv, there's a halach of shvis zaleim. You have to, yeah, he's supposed to rest. He's not supposed to work for you. The Gemara says, uh, if a Gentile does something and died to Yisrael, is it allowed? And we know in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says that when a Gentile does put out a fire, you're allowed, you're allowed, you, you are allowed to allow him to put out the fire. In fact, the Gemara, if he's doing it, if it's a parallel between a Gentile and a Katan, and a Katan who's doing it, Ladas Aviv has to be stopped. The parallel would be that the Gentile who's doing something like that to the Yisrael has to be, is allowed to continue. The mission is not, the mission of contrast to Dinim. It says, You don't have to stop him. So the Gemara says, Why don't you have to stop him? You should have to stop him because he's doing a diet to the Yisrael. So the Gemara says, The Nachri is doing it for himself. Rashi explains Maybe he'll get compensated. But the point is, he's doing it for himself. There's a concept of a Gentile working, even if he's doing it for Yisrael, he's essentially doing it for himself. Maybe he'll get paid for his work. And then there's a Musig, there's a concept of a Gentile who's working, and he's working at Dait Yisrael, and that's by Yisrael, like the like the Sharetim points out. Now, Essentially, we have a halacha here that tells us that if you have a schir yayim who's working a day to Yisrael, he's not allowed to work for his, he's not allowed to do the work, even though he's doing it on his own volition. Now, what that means is as follows, because this is a very, very important point. And this gets us into the heart of schir yayim. And again, we'll come back to why it's like this. But before why, we're just going to discuss the what. The what is, is that by a standard Gentile, and this is really what the Gemara in Kuf is telling us, by a standard Gentile who doesn't, who's not under your employment as a Shechayim, he's not assumed to be working at Dayat Yisrael. And if he does it on his own volition without you telling him to do it, it's permitted. The reason for that is, is that if you tell a Gentile to do a Malachi for you, that's what we call a Mirla Akum, and that's all included in this mission on Kuf because you tell him to do it, um, Chazal look at it like almost like a shlichus, like he's your agent to do it, he's your shliach. He's doing it for you because you told him to do it. If he's a shliach, that's usher because it's almost like you're doing the Chil Shabbos, even though there's no real shlichus by a, by a Gentile in shlichus la'akum. But l'chumra, I'm reading on shlichus la'akum. So l'chumra, we say, it's like the Gentile's doing it for you. So if you have something that needs to be done in your house, you need a, you have a light on in your room, and you tell a Gentile, turn my light off, right? So without getting involved in any other peripheral terim or remiz or whatever it would be, to straight out tell him to do a malacha is basically making him a shliach to do something for you. And it'd be almost like you turned off the light. It's only with because there's no real shliach. So it's like you turned off the light. So Chazal didn't allow Amir um, Lakum. And the reason why I didn't allow it is for other reasons. We're not going to get into it, but... But um, why they made that it's a shliach, you know, it was Shabbos would become very, uh, very much kal, very light. If any time it's a malach, we'll tell a guy to do it, and, and other various svars. Now, if you don't tell a Gentile to do it, and the Gentile goes, comes into your house, 
because they are you're cleaning lady because let's keep cleaning lady out of this because that's yeah. a gentile comes in your house because they're delivering a package and they see that the light in the bathroom's off and they just turn it on for you let's say so the halacha is is that the Gemara says it's a diet enough shape I didn't, not, I'm not being paid. I didn't tell them to do it, even though they're doing it for me. But um, there's a problem of Hana. But let's say, let's say they turn off a light. That's a better case. Um, they see that uh, the light's on and it's and uh, there's a kid trying to sleep on the couch. They turn off the light. That's it. So there's no Hana because it's not a positive. Uh, it's a negative. They turn off the light. There's no Hana. So no Isra Hana. So now the halacha is you don't have to stop them. But it's chiriyon, and the reason is because I didn't tell him to do it, so I never made a mishliach. When you tell someone to do something, you make a mishliach. If I didn't tell him to do it, I never made a mishliach. Rabbi said that's only by a Gentile who's not under your employment. But now when you have a chiriyon who's been paid per hour, there's, the place can understand there's a perpetual shlichus, which the many svarim, Chacham Shleim and Simon Shin Zayin and others, they point out that this is based on, this, on and it's really based, you know, the Machna Fraim and, and Shlichus Yeralaf. And he says this as a double posture that when you have the Shail of Shlichus La'akum or not Shlichus La'akum, that there is Shlichus, no Shlichus, that is all a regular Shlich. But when you have a pile, you have a pile, a worker, then we say, does Yad Pile Kiyad Balabayas? Yad Pile Kiyad Balabayas means. That the the fact that he's a poil, it's an extension. He has a, his hand is an extension of my hand, um, and and therefore, and therefore, when you have a poil, it becomes much more chamer. A poil means a worker, and the poil that we refer to over here is a schiyayim, something you're paying per hour. So, when you do have a poil, a schiyayim, any one of these workers, and again, these workers doesn't have to mean. You're paying him every hour, like a cleaning lady. At the end of the day, you pay her. You could have um, a team working for you, or someone you hired who's working in Bangladesh, who is working in the Philippines, and they are doing data entry on your website. This is just an example. And whenever they log in and they do it, they they count. There's an accounting of their hours, and then you pay them. Okay. Now comes on Shabbos. Now, I don't tell them when to work. This is These are what we call freelancers. Freelancers by design. You know, they, they work on their own schedule. These are schire yoyim. And these schire yoyim, whenever they start working, are working as an extension of you. And if they're working on Shabbos, they're working at Dayat of Yisrael. And they have to be stopped. Why, you, why you, might, you might ask, why do they have to be stopped? I never told them to work on Shabbos. So there's no Isra Amir Akum. And that's a good point. But it's incorrect. And the reason is they're incorrect is because you don't have to have an amir la'akum to make someone a shliach. If they are a shliach alts, because of the fact that they're shriach, because of the fact they're employed by you, and they have this concept of yad pelach yad valabayas, and, uh, and they're a shliach, and they can't work. The Mishnah points this out, so we'll read the Mishnah inside. This Mishnah is in relation base. And simulation base, Sivkat and Chavkimu. Mishabrura is referring uh, to a Gentile 
which means you hire them in, in the in the in the in the week weekday to do work for you in the weekday. For who writes at the And now he wants to work on his own on Shabbos. Okay, so let's give an example. You have a cleaning lady. The cleaning lady gets paid per hour, and generally they work during the week in your house, and they don't come on Shabbos. Okay, now they do let's say um, mending work, sewing. And they fall behind. So they fall behind, meaning they have a lot to do, and, and they don't have time to, during the weekday to do it. So they tell, so they say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take home a lot of this t- tailoring work that I need to do for the, this Jewish employer, and I'll finish it up over the weekend in my house. I don't come, let's say, Shabbos Sunday to the house. So Monday I'll come back with the clothes all sewed up and all done. Okay. Now you don't tell them to work on Shabbos. You didn't even ask her to do this, but this is what she does. And and she's and you, and then she'll charge you for those hours that she worked in her house. She'll charge you as if she worked in your house. So let's say you're paying her fifteen dollars an hour. So then when when she's working in her house and she's doing this sewing work, the base bits in you know it's it's not mafusim. No one sees anything. So she's going to charge you fifteen dollars for the sewing work she does over the weekend. So let's say you, you she, this happens, and she says, yeah. She brings it back Monday, and she says, this is a very good arrangement. I was able to get a lot done on Shabbos. Sunday, I don't really work. You know, we have our religious festivities or whatever it is. We go out, but Shabbos, nothing really to do. I don't come on Shabbos to work by you. So I did all this mending work and this work that needed to be done anyways. During the week, I, I kept it for Shabbos, and I caught up, and I did a few hours worth and I'll add it to the bill at the end of the week. Right? This is a very normal scenario. Or the scenario that we said that when you hire someone in Bangladesh to do your data entry, and then you see you see when they locked in, you get an email, and you see that it was done on Shabbos. Again, they've been compensated ultimately per, per hour. So all this is included in what the Mishnah Baruch says, He works for you primarily during the week. For who and the Gentiles who writes her, he wants at the Gamkin Lasses Malachim Bebeze Bitsino. So the halach is Tzarek Leilech, you have to go, the Limchois, and you have to be Moicha. You have to stop them. Biyadai Kivan Shinoidl. You have to stop them when you find out about it. Avapisha in Oisibim Fanov. Why do you have to stop them? And the reason you have to stop them is because they're a shayyan. Okay, and the Mishabruz says over here, so I've gotten your test because they do it at that to the Israel. So, <coughs> so what's the pshat? What's the pshat that you have someone who's working to make money and it's called working at that to the Israel? And we'll see later on in different weeks that there are different types of workers. They get paid not by hour, they get paid for the successful conclusion, execution of the job. They're working on that to the nafsheh, right? When you have someone delivering a package for you, let's say you hire FedEx, that's called a kablin. They're a to do the work, and they get paid for doing the work. 
right? When a when a, a, a UPS drive when when the company UPS we are the driver the driver is a worker of the company but the company you hire them to deliver a package. It, it makes no difference how fast or slow it takes. So if there's a lot of traffic, it takes more time. You have to deliver it around Lakewood, which is sometimes has a lot of traffic, takes more time. Then they get paid the same amount, and if there's no traffic, because they're being paid for the conclusion of the job. They're not getting paid for their time. Now, what does one have to do with the next? Why would it be that if you get hired them per hour, it's called a diet Yisrael? And therefore, it's very chomer, very, very chomer. And any time a person has a Jewish worker, any Jewish, I'm sorry, any, any Jewish person that has a Gentile worker, he has to make sure that his chiriyayim, the people who are being paid per hour, are not working for Manshabbos. They have to, he has to interfere, go and stop them if it becomes known to him, if it becomes known to him that um, that the workers are working on Shabbos. Because that died to the Yisrael. Why, why is it like that? So I'm, I'm just going to try to explain this very briefly and, and simply as I can. Um, when, when you hire someone per, for their time, right, we'll go back to the case of a cleaning lady, but like I said, many employees that are, have a salary are technically schiriyan, that they're being paid for their hour. Um, but when you hire a cleaning lady, uh, imagine the cleaning lady comes in and you, you hire her from 10 o'clock till 3, or whatever it is, or you hire a day laborer to shovel your steps. So you bring them to your house, and they, we make them an amount, let's say $20 an hour. Okay. Now, they come to your house, and they're supposed to clean, and you need to bring them the, you need to bring them the, the um, vacuum to clean, to vacuum the carpet or a broom or whatever it is. You give them the, the, the ability to clean by giving them the tools to clean. But you're busy and you don't give them the tools. And they're waiting there by the door and you don't give them a broom or a vacuum. And the reason why you don't, because you're busy and you're getting your kids out to, to, to camp or to school. So now, <clears throat> after a half hour, now you bring them a broom. Now, the cleaning lady doesn't care whether you bought them the broom or not. And the reason why they don't care is because they're charging you per hour. You te- they're technically on the clock. Essentially what happened is, and this is the lumdas of Eschiriyayim, essentially what happened is, is they sold you their time. You bought their time. You own their time, and you pay them for their time. And when we say $20 an hour, that's how much you pay for their time, $20 an hour. Now you own their time. When you own their time, you now have the ability to tell them what to do during that time because you own it, you bought it. They already sold that time. Here's $20, I own your time. Your time means for the next hour, I own that. You, I tell you what to do. It's almost like a little mini avdus, so to speak. And there are many parallels you'll see between that. If you go through the circuits of Shivcha and Eved and Sriyam, and the, and lahalach and cheshem mishpat, there's many parallels because the schiriyim is always allowed to back out because of the lashem of the loy. I'm an eved to rabbanu shem and I'm an eved to you, and that's referring to a schiriyim. So, in a sense, and you see this in halacha is they are you become your eved, your servant for the next hour. I paid you my for your time. I own you for an hour. If you don't give them a broom, that's fine with them because they're not able to clean. But they already sold you their hour. And they're already billing you. They already sold you that hour. It doesn't make a difference what they do. It doesn't make a difference if they do nothing. They get paid for the selling of the time. Now, because of that, when they do work, 
They did good on the broom. They really worked and adapted to Yisrael. The money they made because of the time that you own, not because of the malacha that they did. So essentially, because they sold their time to you, now they're at completely at your your beck and call, and you're what you want them to do. They're working for you. Not to earn money. The money, essentially, they, they earned already. They sold you their time. I've been clear about this. So Amela Eschayim is working at Da'at Yisrael. He's perpetually working at Da'at Yisrael because he, whenever he works, you're charging him for the time. The malacha is not what, it's not doing the malacha to earn himself money because the malacha doesn't really earn him money. It's the time that he sold to you and since he sold you his time, so now you have a right to tell him to do malachi, but the malachi he does for the, for the Yisrael. The time he sold, died to the to make money, but the malachi is doing for the Yisrael. This is how Chazal understood it. In the Mela, any time a person has a Shechayim, they have to be stopped and not work on Shabbos. That's the halacha. And, and, and many people confuse this because, you know, I'll just give you a quick example. When you have a Gentile who's not Yisrael, Many times you could tell him to do malachas for you in a way that's permitted. You know, you can't tell him to do malachas, but you could be meramas, you could um, hint in a way, perhaps, I'm not saying it's, it's always done right. This heter um, suffers much abuse, but in a way when you're not um, misusing the heter, then you could be meramas, that the, the Gentiles should shut off a light, for example. Now, obviously, you can't be meramas to your employees to do work for you. Because it doesn't make a difference if you tell them or not. If they're doing it under your employment ship and they're getting paid, then that's the issue, even if you didn't tell them to do it. So if you have a warehouse and you have one employee, let's say it's a hetero concept of Amira da Amira, which is um, not brought in Shulchan but brought in the later post, sometimes it can be used. You have one guy tell another guy to do something for you. The guy who's working, who did it for you, is not doing it because I told him, it's because different Gentile told him. But that's not going to help by a shayim. If I tell one employee, to tell another employee. An employee can't do something for me because he's my employee, not because I told him. So obviously it doesn't make a difference how he got told to do it. I have to stop him regardless, right? And that's obvious. Um, but many people don't put this together and, and they make a lot of mistakes. So that's um, the long and short of what of the halachas for shayim. That I, I think I tried to explain the understanding of why Yisrael is a to Yisrael. If it still doesn't make sense, well, it's not, that, that if it's still not something that you understand, regardless of the understanding of it, what's important to know is that Yisrael is perpetually working for Yisrael. And because of that, even if you didn't tell him to do it on Shabbos, he has to be stopped. And this is brought down uh, in Shulchan Aruch, in um, this is brought down in Mishbru and Shulchan Aruch and other Paiskim and are very, very emphatic about that. That Shechayim uh, is the most common thing. Practically speaking, if a person has a business that can't close because it's in the hospitality business or whatever it is, and closing basically will shut the business for good, the, the first thing they have to make sure is they don't have Shechayim working on Shabbos. And if they do, like secretaries, low-level employees, many of them are Shechayim. If these people are doing malachas, I should have pointed out, the problem is not having a schayyar, the problem is a schayyar doing malacha. A cleaning lady that comes on Shabbos and serves and cleans up, that's not doing malachas. So they could be a schayyar, that's fine. The problem is when they start doing malachas for you. 
um, cleaning dishes with a hot water that they could do because that's a, that's a psikresha, psikresha of a Gentile could do. But I'm talking about real malachas if they start sewing for you or they start vacuuming using electronic devices, etc., etc. Um, laundry, if they came to, these are problems of a schirayim. A schirayim came to malachas. If a person has a business that has employees that are paid per hour, that is a big no-no. And that's the first thing that has to be addressed. And it's it's worth pointing out that this problem is a shail in the Rishayim, it's the rice of the Rabbanon, even the regular Mulak and only the Rabbanon. But again, an employee could be the rice because it's the Apelkiyad Balabayas. They say it's the assimilation of Gimel points out it might be the rice. Taz seems to pass with the rice. Mishabur at the beginning brings down the Rishayim, and he says we pass with the Rabbanon. But uh, you should just understand that, that it's much more common than the Mulakum. A person who has a business and has an employee like that, he has to address it. All right, and that will be we'll, that'll be all for Shchayim, and then we'll take uh, we'll discuss uh, Kablamas.